I think it was the theologians who first started the idea, later the philosophers took it over, and now some of the scientists are doing the same. What you are comes out in what you do. You see the point? Out of ourselves and into Christ, we must go. This is Chats Under the Sun with Jacob Volk. I hope you enjoy the conversation. But there's not really going to be a conversation. It's just me. Um, I wanted to make a quick, uh, not really standard episode. Obviously, this podcast is about conversation, and I'm just going to be here monologuing for a little bit. Um, but I've had a few people reach out to me and just ask, how's it going here? Um, down in Louisville at Southern. And I could write out an email, um, but I don't really have the time for that. And I prefer doing this anyways, just talking and going through stuff. So um, I just want to back up for a half second and say that I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful to all of you guys who listen to this. I've lost track of the encouraging, kind messages from people just over the past few months that have reached out and said that they find um, the conversations that I have here meaningful and insightful and, and encouraging. It's It's been like, it's been a little overwhelming, to be honest, to get just a regular stream of messages from people saying that they like what I'm doing and believe that what I'm doing is helpful. It's really cool. Um, and it's from a huge range of people, which has completely blown me away. Um, I, I think I kind of expected the people that would enjoy the conversations that I have to be kind of similar to me. And that's not been the case in the slightest. And honestly, I'm so grateful to God for that. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know exactly how to say this apart from a giant thank you that you guys have been encouraging and seem to really enjoy something that I'm, I try and put a, a fair amount of work into. Um, I've, uh, I thought about scrolling through some of the podcasts and really quickly just kind of pointing out a few of my favorites. And as I was doing that, like five minutes ago, I realized I can't genuinely, as I'm scrolling through from, from the first one with Owen, just up each one of them, I believe is valuable in their own way with their own conversations the people that I have on were like thoughtful, godly, interesting. I'm, I'm kind of floored that God has put that many rad people in my life that I can chat with. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I recommend all of them so far. And that's kind of an incredible thing to say that I could have 30 plus conversations and each one of them be really unique with really awesome people. And I can kind of stand behind each one of those conversations as something that I would recommend that people go listen to. And, and what I really I love about this, what I love about podcasting in general, is that it's not really me focused. Other people come on and share their experiences, their insights, their advice, their stories. And then it's been really fun for me to kind of sit back and have you know, people message them and, and other conversations start off and spin off of the conversation that I get to have with that person. So 
I mean, this podcast is nothing if it's just me. It's built off of all of the godly people that have been cool enough to come on and have a chat with me. Um, I said that I can't really recommend, like I can't single out any handful of the ones I've done so far to recommend, but I kind of can do it for one. I mean, Carrie Radsma's podcast, number 15, was was awesome because it took me, I, I've said this to a few people and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, it took me about a month of bugging Carrie before she was willing to come on. And she said, she said she was really praying about it the whole time. And then she, she said, yeah, I, f- I feel like the spirit's leading me to do this. And then she sent me that text message, Jacob, I'd like to talk about mourning through miscarriage, being a stay at home mom and being the wife of an elder. And I was like, whoa, let's go. And we did the podcast and the reception was so incredible. Um, I had various peers reach out to me and say, hey, you would have no reason to know this, but I, you know, me and my husband have struggled with, with having kids and had a couple miscarriages and your podcast was really impactful for us. And I know Carrie has had conversations that have started because of her being vulnerable enough to come on and chat. And that podcast is far and away the most uh, downloads of, um, of, of any of the other ones. I'm just, I'm so thrilled about that. I'm so grateful about that. Like, yeah, it's 21st century. I, I get podcasting equipment for not that expensive. I have access to people. Just, there's so many things that come together that allow me to do and to have these conversations that I'm just incredibly grateful for. So again, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to Carrie's podcast. It's number 15. It was, it was amazing. And I guess just to kind of wrap up this little piece, the fact that I get regular messages from people who say that they enjoy listening to the podcast is the motivation I have to keep doing it. So I appreciate each and every person who said, I'm enjoying what you're doing. And the fact that people like talk about it, message about it, share it, just it means a ton. Anyways, uh, for anyone who didn't know, I left Canada. Uh, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, and I attend uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I'm going for an MDiv in, it's like general Christian ministry. So I have the option of potentially uh, more a uh, more concentrated MDiv later on, but as it stands, it's pretty broad. But um, I live at a, it's a rehab, it's not really a rehab center, it's a recovery center slash homeless shelter. It's called the ReCenter. It's uh, here on Jefferson Street. It's pretty close to downtown. And it was started in the late 19th century. So it's it's getting on 150 years old at this point. So it's one of the oldest um, helping establishments. Maybe, I don't know what to call it exactly, but it's one of the oldest places of this kind in the country. So I've mentioned this before on Instagram, but it's essentially the setup into three sections. The bottom floor is stability. It's an overnight shelter for men and a day shelter for women. They can just go get out of the heat or cold, um, wash their clothes, brush their teeth, just whatever it takes for you just to kind of get on your feet a little bit. 
Then the middle section is called uh, recovery. And that's a more of a difficult process to get in. You have to check yourself in. You have to, you're there for 90 days. And it's a way for guys to get off of addictions um, and to really progress to a much better place. There's Bible studies, um, just programs, chapel, food. It's, it's, a, it's a live-in 90-day program. And then the final uh, step is there's a bunch of apartments in the back called Transition. And those are rentable apartments that guys can uh, use often after they finish recovery as a place, as a stepping stone to, to use that while they're picking up a job and kind of figuring out their life. And if I'm right, I believe guys can stay there for a year. I might want to double check that, but roughly that's the situation. So I signed on for, I guess for the year, as a residential supervisor. And what that means is uh, ReCenter has 95 staff, um, but the weekends, obviously, they, they don't have someone working here. So they bring us on as volunteers to cover the shifts for the weekend. Just make sure things are running smoothly, uh, drug test the guys, um, just help, help the programs go, make sure food's happening on time, make sure chores are happening. Um, and it's pretty chill, to be honest. A lot of the guys here are responsible, thoughtful men. Um, they know what needs to be done. I, you know, there's not much corralling going on. So me and four other guys here, we live in an apartment together up top, so we share a kitchen. I have my own room, which is super fun. And yeah, between the four of us, there's four shifts on the weekend, you know, two, two Saturday, two Sunday. Between the four of us, we each grab a shift. And in return for, for doing that, we get to live here for free. It's pretty rad. It's a pretty good setup. I've, you know, I was going to, I, I you know, I've talked about it enough with Roots. I care about um, the homeless community a lot in whatever city I find myself in. So for me, it was very important that I patch myself into one of those communities when I came here. And so the fact that I get to take what I was going to do anyways, and God maneuvered my life in such a way that I get free housing out of the deal is awesome because I didn't know I was going to pay for Southern at all. Um, and that's a whole other story. I mean, yeah, between that and a bunch of grants that came in, God is good. And I have been taken care of very well. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's ReCenter. Um, I think that's about all the relevant information there. At Southern, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, en I'm enrolled. The average course load is uh, three courses, which is nine credit hours a semester. That's kind of what most people do. Um, I'm doing that. In addition to that, I'm studying for a Hebrew, ex or, uh, not Hebrew, a Greek exam to test out of Greek because I took two years of classical Greek um, for my undergrad. So I'm hoping to be able to just test out of some of the lower levels of Greek and I can move straight up to the top, which means hopefully I'll finish four courses at the end of the semester. Um, the courses that I'm actually taking are Systematic Theology 1, uh, Baptist Faith and Mission, and Hebrew, Introduction to Hebrew. Um, yeah, Baptist Faith and Mission was a course that I picked because I'm leaving uh, the Dutch Reformed context of back home to a whole new uh, system, a whole new, it's not really a denomination. The SBC is, is, a, is more of a collective, if you will. 
but I would I really wanted the opportunity to learn about the history of the Baptists and why why they're here what issues do they deal with and so far the course has been really cool on that level systematic theology one systematic theology is pretty standard Hebrew it's Hebrew it's a lot of work but I'm very grateful that I took Greek and, and had a couple years of Greek because it's very helpful once you know what languages need on a, on a deeper level, it's easier to learn another one. Um, when you just learn a language natively, like I picked up English because, you know, English, um, you don't, you're not as thoughtful about what makes your language tick. But you, when you learn a whole new language with, with a completely different um, grammatical system, it really makes you reevaluate what language is. And once you have some of those categories, it makes it much easier to learn new languages that maybe don't have the same categories, but at least you know that certain categories should exist. I think that made sense. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dying too badly. Uh, the campus at Southern is gorgeous. My goodness go look up some photos. It's like, it's just, it's legitimately a joy to stroll through the grounds every single day. And we've played a bit of spike ball with some friends, like on the massive lawn in the center. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I forgot to mention, kind of going back to the podcast, it's going to keep going. I am meeting fascinating people very regularly, Uh, professors, missionaries, other students with interesting stories. I have a lot of people lined up. This week, didn't really get around to it, but I'm hoping an average of about an episode a week to keep releasing for as long as I'm here. As long as I can find people to talk to, I will keep putting them out. So, and I I, I think there's going to be some great ones. I've already done one with uh, Nathan here. He's the missions coordinator at the Bevan Center. And um, I really, really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. So, God's put me in a place with a lot more cool people, and I'm super stoked to have some good conversations with them. So yeah, yeah, like the Southern's interesting. There's a few, probably a few thousand, couple thousand people on campus at any given moment. Uh, the SBC, Southern Baptist Convention, of which the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is is a part of, uh, as a whole, it's an incredibly diverse let's call it a denomination. I don't, that term is not very, it's not well loved here, but it's a, it's a convention. It's what it is. It's very diverse. There's a lot of different, um, belief different theological traditions encompassed in that. Uh, and Southern seminary in some ways is even more so. There's people like me who have no history in the SBC who come and I've met people from Japan, I've met people from England, from people from all over the world, really. I mean, in that um, Southern Baptist Faith and Mission course, right, that kind of intro to to Baptist history, the professor asked in the beginning of the class, like, can we get um, some demographics here? Like, where are you all from? What, are, what is your names? And there were people from China, Russia, Chile, Canada, the Philippines, Japan, Saudi Arabia, and South Korea, and about half of the states in the U.S. It was pretty incredible, to be honest. So there's a lot of people at Southern, and I'm really enjoying meeting people. Like I just, you know, a couple days ago, I had a really long conversation with a girl from Japan and uh, a girl from Portugal. And 
we just talked about what Christianity was like, what what churches were like in, in their countries, and the languages. I mean, Japanese, Portuguese, and English are I, almost as far different languages as you can get. And, I mean, obviously we spoke in English because, you know, I can't speak either of those languages. But I'm just thrilled that I get to meet people that different with the, these kind of stories. So Southern is Southern's pretty great if you're looking for um, a lot of things happening. I spend a lot of time at the Bevan Center. The Bevan Center is the missions, uh, missions mobilization center at Southern. Um, I spend a lot of time there because often I can get free coffee and the people are great. Um, I'm still looking for a church. That's kind of one of the big things that happens here for whenever someone moves here. I visited a lot of churches. There's, uh, there's so many good churches here. Like, I could literally pick the five or six that I've been to, flip a coin, spin a dice, whatever, pick a church at random, and I would be very content, and it would be a, you know, a God-glorifying, gospel-centered church, 110%. So, it's a bit of an interesting thing, having the luxury of being able to just choose a church for whatever reasons, good or bad, that you want, and still have a faithful church, because there are so many. In some ways, it does remind me a little bit to back home. Um, We have the (laughs) Dutch Mecca, of Niagara, where a lot of my friends are from, and there's, you know, Niagara and, and Broad, the, the Golden Horseshoe. There's a lot of great churches there. Like, it's very easy to find a faithful church. And so there's a similar, uh, similar culture, similar blessing down here in Kentucky. Um, and I think those things are rare. I don't know if that's normative at all for most of North America. Certainly not other parts of the world. So, I mean, I think one one lady I talked to called it an embarrassment of riches. The fact that we have so much, in, in so many Christians here. Um, and a lot of that is created from, from Southern. And the different churches have some complexities. Um, having so many uh, seminary students here, uh, their church bodies are sort of an overqualified, underqualified mix. I don't know. It's a... There's, they have their own challenges and their own things that they work through. But I will not have trouble finding a great church. And I do not want to wait very long. Um, giving myself a week or two more to have some conversations with some elders and, and a couple more chats before I lock down on a church. It's good to find a local church. It's good to become a part of a body as fast as possible. And I don't want to be church shopping for too long. Um, I can't wait to come home. I'll probably do that... Uh, do that around Christmas time, likely. Um, I, I say can't wait. I'm loving it here so much. But I am looking forward to coming home and, and greeting and meeting everyone again. Um, and I've got a lot of a lot of podcasts lined up for back home when I come there. And yeah, I think that's about it. That's pretty much where I'm at right now. Thank you to all the people who've, who've listened, who've shared it, who have told me that they found it meaningful. I think the podcast, I don't know, something at like seven and a half thousand downloads total, which is crazy to me. Um, and numbers are numbers. What really hits me is the fact that people have said that they've enjoyed it and they've taken the time to message me and say they've enjoyed it. That's really cool. And so I'm super grateful 
to all of you guys. And I hope, I genuinely hope, and I genuinely pray that the people that I get to talk to, the conversations that I get to have are encouraging, uplifting, and ultimately bring people closer to God. That's that's why I've got this podcast. That's why I try and do it. Because I like having conversations. And for me, good conversations with godly people have been one of the biggest things that consistently draws me closer to Christ. And if I can take some of those conversations and put them on a platform, I hope that they do the same thing. So that's me. That's a little bit of my life. Uh, Hopefully next week we'll have, we, I'll have uh, another conversation out. Um, But this little, uh, this little small episode is going to have to do for the meantime. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast's conversation. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and sharing and all that jazz. It's immensely helpful. I'm all about having meaningful, interesting conversations. So if you know of someone I should talk to, hit me up on Instagram at itsthevolk. Have a good one, guys.